You guys, welcome to Sorted Details. What's up? Millie and I are fucking freaking out about today's guest. You're like, it's like having a fucking genuine famous rock star. We were like, we can't believe this guy's going to hang out with us. We stalked you. Yeah. Hey, what's up? My name's Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're getting scared. Since I'm not being introduced, I'm just being talked about as if I'm not here. This is Tyler Mahan Co., who does Cocaine and Rhinestones, the best podcast of all time. Millie's raising the roof right now. Uh, I'm going to be super rude and put the mic down and go open that other beer that I brought. Oh, yeah, do it, do it. Let's talk about it while he's gone. Okay. Me and Millie on road trips. Huge fucking fan. Can't even stand how much of a fan I am. Yes, we listened to it on road trips. We identified way too hard with the Judd's episode. But we listened to, like... We identified, by the way, because we both... Millie and I grew up in the South. We both had, like... Little hot moms who were like, "Why are you a tomboy daughter? Why they can't you be hot like pads me?" And we were in fucking umbrella. We really identified with Winona. My mom was also hot, so shout out to hot moms hot. everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, they our moms were like, "Be hot like us and wear makeup like us. Why can't you do that?" And we didn't. We Winonaing. Yeah, and we were like, "Stop being such a Naomi mom." So what are you doing in L.A.? You just hanging out, taking some meetings, dealing and dealing. I don't know how much I'm supposed to talk about it. Oh right. But what I, I what I can talk about, without breaking any laws, is how high I've been since I've been here. <laughs> That's right. In California, you're not breaking any it. laws. It's fantastic. It's are you high right now? In Tennessee, it's right? almost like life could be this way. Am I high right now? I can't tell. I've never met you. Are you serious? There's a pen so sitting super- here. Don't oh, you that's see right. this? Well, I didn't know if you like. Took hits off of it. I don't know how weed people. I feel talk. like my short-term memory is probably better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> and I get high a lot. Do you? Yeah. So you're super high right now. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Millie is about I would to be. <laughs> oh, so okay. You All live right. in Nashville. Yeah, it's great. Would you ever move to L.A.? Say if Fuck L.A. Hollywood no. came calling and they were like, "We, we yeah. want you and everything." All right, well, here's the deal. Yesterday, I took this tour of a little hotel that I think is actually now open. I don't know how down you are with free plugs. I'm not being paid to say this. No, but I do think it. It's, I think it's called Gold Diggers is yeah. the hotel. And I think the rooms are like $179 a night right now, which really? is crazy yeah. to me to hear. And I was taking a tour of this place, and it reminded me of every time you read a book about someone going to some town and making an album, and they move into some small apartment or some small hotel room, like the Chelsea Hotel. Yeah. Right. Leonard Cohen living in the Chelsea Hotel. Or even if you go look at pictures of those kind of hotels, this place has a very New York City hotel room vibe like that, and it's just awesome. Can't remember what you asked me. Like oh, I said, would you I'm ever high. live here? So you oh, want to live yeah, in that hotel? Yeah, I would live in that hotel for like three months. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm actually kind of scheming and trying to figure out a way that I can. And I think I kind of have, but I don't yeah. want to talk about it because then everyone will know when I bring it up that right. it's just a scheme to live in this hotel for three months. Yeah, That's but dope. you live. Nashville is cool as shit. Nashville's awesome. I love living in Nashville. I how long I sort you of live always there? imagined I would end up in Joshua Tree for good. I was you about know? to say oh. you are a fucking Joshua she Tree totally dude. Out there. in the desert is the ideal vibe. That's the level I want to be on. Yes. But since I'm doing what I'm doing now, uh, 
and particularly the relationship with the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum yeah. and the access to their archives for research purposes, I just can't imagine moving away from that. Like, right. I, I honestly want to get an apartment as close to that building as I can. Well, and, like, that's why you're my dude right here, because you are, like, extremely nerdy about, I'm about it. I'm about, about like, it. Like, you're in the <laughs> library right. and the fucking microfiche. I've seen pics. I've seen pics also, of you in the like basement of, like, libraries doing your research. Where'd you see those pictures at, Psycho? On your Twitter. <laughs> so. I don't think I put pictures on there. No, I think they were. Are we, am I about to learn something about you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one hour photo. She went to go have Robin Williams develop. No, I think it was either an article about you or something like that. Like you were, I've seen a pic. I think you were like with a bunch of books. How uncomfortable is this? I'm sorry. Did you not know <laughs> no, this is a meeting of your fan club? too, okay, yeah. guys? Yeah. No. I'm How long kidding. have you lived in Nashville? Uh, well, my family moved there when I was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been the early 90s which was before it was really rehabilitated as a city right. and became a place that you would want to hang out. Uh, but then I left there when I was about 15. Troubled youth right. story, you know, and mm-hmm. got out of town. And then I didn't come back until I was, I don't know, 29 or so. Right. Yeah, definitely like 28 or 29. And it was a whole different thing, but I like it a lot now. It's it's a lot better than it used to be. A lot better yeah. restaurants, for one thing. Yeah, like it is a like lot. a cool place. We used to go in high school. Like, I would always drive there to go see bands that would play. Some bands would play there and not Atlanta. What, like at Exit Inn? Cause yeah. I don't Exit Inn. I saw Blur yeah. play Exit Inn, like, twice. You saw who? Blur. Okay. Um, Who else? I've seen a few people there. But, yeah, um... Yeah, I remember it always being like a road trip destination. But now there are all these venues there. For a long time, that was the only place. Right, yeah, that was just the only. It just exited in. Yeah. And there were a few all-ages places that would pop up, and we would go there, and it would be really dorky and weird and uncomfortable. You I know? saw Billy Bragg somewhere there, too, but it was more like a theater. It wasn't the Ryman. Like, I've obviously seen a ton of people at the Ryman, but I don't remember where Billy... would have had it been way smaller than that, huh? Yeah, well, at the time, it was like during the Wilco Burn. times. Burn. Sorry. No, I, he's only my favorite person on Earth. You're not wrong, but this was during, like, the Wilco album, so he got the heat off that. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, Nashville's interesting because, like, yeah, w- growing up in Georgia, it's like a three-hour trip yeah. to go there. Uh, so it would be like going to see three. shows there. <laughs> but then I think it did do a similar thing that Atlanta did where it basically became, like, a cool place to live. Well, hip-hop happened to Atlanta. Yeah. And yeah, that was sure. fucking cool. Yeah. But it seems like it's a Nashville also kind of like an oasis in a red state. Is Nashville? Well, yeah, every I think if you look up any city, I think every yeah. single city is blue. Yeah. Almost every major city in America. I'm probably Hey, all all the political people. <laughs> I think you're nailing it. Definitely right into this podcast with feedback it. about what I just said. <laughs> I think you're nailing it. I hope it. you get so mad cuz I'm ga- I guarantee you I'm wrong about something I just no, said. No, I think I think you're not too far off do you listen to this podcast because if not you will know that we fucking never <laughs> we don't <laughs> anything we say this is just us talking shit we don't even know anything so yeah and we know like we were saying when we were listening to your podcast we were like we definitely would have hung out with this guy in high school i think so yeah he d- you're like i don't know about it now uh, maybe in the beginning, but well, now we been the like more cool you talk, seniors. Yeah. Well, although you did, you. you did say something about getting shoved up against a locker. That kind of shit never happened to me. Well, I mean, just getting made fun of. What we were saying is like, you know, growing up in the South, when we talk to people, especially here in LA, there's no, like when we were into the shit we were into, we definitely got made fun of. It was definitely weird, and also this is the '90s where like alternatives still like meant something. But here, if you grow up in other places, 
bigger cities, even other regions. Like if you grow up in New York or L.A., the idea of getting made fun of for what you like is so foreign to people here. I remembered the jocks coming to me to look through my CD booklet and find out what was cool. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so they weren't making fun of you. No. They were like getting They were tics. like, that guy's weird, but he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to music. But also, here's what's fucked up okay. is at the time I did not. Uh, right. Like I, I just listened to the radio. Right. You know, right. and I just bought the CDs of the bands that were played on the radio. So right. my CD booklet was just like so they were looking through it. They're like, oh, I've heard that on the radio. He's got the CD. Right. I was basically the only kid who bought CDs, I guess. Well, so when did you get really into shit? Like, when did you really start? Uh, when I found out that there was music that wasn't played on the radio. Right. I mean, when I talk about listening to country music my whole life early on. The earliest country music I remember listening to was compilation CDs that you would get if you were in the industry, you know, at the end of the year, the voting committee, like BMI compilation. Right. You need to listen to these 12 songs and vote on them in these categories, that kind of stuff. And that's what I remember listening to when I was like eight. Right. You know, and we're, this this would be the time of like that song Dust on the Bottle, if you remember that song. There might be a little dust on the bottle. Don't let it fool you about what's inside. No. Do you uh -uh. not know that? This might be younger than y'all's uh, yeah. generation of country. Uh, but I guarantee you someone listening to this knows exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, I would if you were eight, what are you, you're what, six years younger than us? So, yeah, we I was born in 84. I mean, I remember when Tanya Tucker's Two Sparrows in a Hurricane was yeah. a hit on the radio. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. These were, I remember when I thought that Barbara Mandrell had to be the most famous woman on the planet. Oh, my yeah, God, for dude, sure. I was all about the Mandrells, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was country music to me when I was a yes, kid, yes, you know, and totally. then I, I listened to the radio and got into radio versions of rock music, which that's probably what most people listen to. Most people listen to whatever's on the radio, right. you know, and at some point I just kind of got kicked over into, oh, there's way more than that. And I don't remember when that was or what those bands were. But th it probably would have been around the time that I had dropped out of high school and gone on tour right. and didn't really have any friends because everyone was way older than me everywhere I went to. Right. And I had the Internet and a laptop pretty much everywhere I went. So I kind of just went deep into this website, allmusic.com. Yeah. It be incredible. Yeah, I remember that. Because if you looked up an artist that you liked, it would show you who they were influenced by mm -hmm. and what bands they influenced and yeah. sort of give you words to use to describe them and find other bands that sounded the same way. Right. And you could really start building a map of, you know, the history of music or the evolution of music, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I, I pretty much just did that for, I don't like 10 years maybe. Yeah. Instead of having friends. <laughs> well, so when you, okay, so you went out on tour, you were with your dad? Yeah, when playing? I was 15. Yeah. And you were playing music with him? Well, no, I originally just went on tour because I was going to get, my mom will say that she wasn't seriously entertaining the idea of sending me to military school, but huh. I went and got the mail one day and there were a bunch of pamphlets to military oh, schools. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it just so happens that I had been driven home by police officers several times recently before this happened so i sort of had an idea of the way that things might go and i didn't want to go to military school yeah so i was just like actually fuck all that and went on tour and for a long time i was actually just selling t-shirts at the merch table Aww. yeah it was sort of a cute little family operation yeah. did that make you want to but like being on tour and having a dad who's a country musician did that make you want to rebel like did you rebel in the way that you're like i don't want to listen to country i want to listen to whatever. i wouldn't call it rebelling it was sort of 
Or did you have that teenage thing of like, my dad's a dork, so I'm not going to no, listen to what? No, no, okay. I definitely never thought country music wasn't cool or okay. that it wasn't cool that my dad was a famous country person. But the reality is, is that I was in these places, you know, all day. When you're on tour, you get to a venue, sometimes noon, but yeah. usually load in somewhere like 2, 3 p.m. But you don't play till 10 or 11 p.m. on these honky-tonk circuits. Right. And you can hang out on the bus, but you're on the bus all the time that you're traveling so it'd be like do you want to hang out in the airplane when you get to the airport or do you yeah, want to go to the yeah. bar you know yeah. you want to yeah. go to the bar and the bar's inside it's the honky tonk and when you're in there all you're hearing is hank jr and leonard skinner over right. and over again right. you know so i'm not going to go back to my hotel room fuck yeah let's listen to some skinner man. yeah of course you know that's not going to happen i'm going to go back to my hotel room and listen to some something fucking crazy something right. that i would never hear in that place right. so but it wasn't really from a place of rebel a matter of uh percentages you know you don't yeah. want to spend 100 percent of your time listening to the same stuff you want to mix it up so i'm always curious about people who have cool parents because i'm just like yeah I, I didn't have cool musical parents we were talking about this before yeah, we started yeah, yeah. recording yeah but your dad's like a cool dude though it's not he's not like a, an accountant yeah. you know what i mean like my His parents music is where cool. i like yeah. my dad's music it's yeah great. see that's such a foreign concept to me to have a, an artistic parent who makes cool shit millie yeah, how yeah, high are you but you said though, <laughs> yeah was that how high are you uh, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't give no you. No comment. I couldn't. Couldn't explain it right now. <laughs> I guess that's what. Did I, I warn you though? I warned you. You warned right? me. I. I'm you a, went to I'm town a grown on ass woman. I could take it. Ninety two percent. I agree with you. You hit that thing like a champion though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've talked about this. I've talked about this on the podcast before, so yeah. this ain't no surprise. But yeah. So, but my thing is, you talked about before we started recording about how your mom and dad were not like into music and that like they no, my mom likes music a lot but they didn't like it wasn't the kind of thing where they were like yo son i'm gonna get you in no, all these bands no no my, my mom never sat me down and was like here's why you should like this she was just like yeah we're listening to credence today again for the 175th <laughs> day in a row you know <laughs> Right. <laughs> it was it was just or even John Fogarty solo stuff, you right. know, like like Centerfield. I, I think my mom. Yeah. My, yeah. Your mom is P- big put me in coach. I, yeah. Your mom's <laughs> like, son, this is my favorite song. I'll fuck no, with no. Song. But that was the thing. She didn't have to say it. Or she never even did say it. It was just right. on all the time there. I mean, but in retrospect, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty good taste in music. For it could sure. be a lot worse. That's way no, better than sure. my parents, for sure. What'd your parents like? Well, they didn't. That's the thing is they. They're not into music. It was just whatever was on the radio. And they would they would watch, like, the Country Music Awards, and it would just be, like, whatever's on the radio. And so I, that's how I heard things like the Judds. And as a kid, I remember asking – I had a bunch of Oak Ridge Boys 45s. Wow. I was, like, super into Oak Ridge Boys. You had Swangin'? What's that I song? I had John swangin'? Anderson Swangin'. John Anderson. Yeah, you had swangin'? that. How dare you get the Oak Ridge Boys <laughs> Listen, confused with John Anderson. That, and you know what else was my shit? <laughs> Baby's got her blue jeans on. Hell yes. yeah. That, Lord as mercy. a child, was my we could, jam. We could dork out on country music right now. <laughs> yeah, those. I remember as a child having those 45s. But it was only because it was like, and I mean, Lord a child like mercy. five, six, seven. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We used to play that. But a dare, 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 dare. Yeah. Yeah. So as a child, that was my shit. But then as I, when I was a teenager and in my phase of like, I can't like anything my parents like because they're dorks. I would try to pretend. Is like, that where you got into the all pairs? Yeah. That's when, <laughs> that's when all of this happened. 
And then that's, you know, yeah, that was my phase of finding out stuff your that wasn't on the radio. Your is like your brain exploded yeah, on the walls. I've, I, this is what my teenage <laughs> bedroom looked like. Do people like. know what this looks like? Do people who listen to this have, have seen yeah, pictures of this? Yeah, I've posted pictures of it. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, I've, I've not changed in 25 years. Clearly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the only... It's pretty fantastic. It's, I would say, brazen and <laughs> brazen <laughs> and unapologetic yeah yeah that's, that's our girl that's basically yeah i did date a guy once who came the first time he came over was like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will say that the blur poster is a little disturbing I and it, and it's only because of how young they look yeah that's like and it's clear that this poster was made to sexualize them oh a thousand percent. And that, it just sort of bothers me a little bit. What? David Albarn's like the hottest guy who ever lived. Do, okay. He looks 16 in the picture that you're talking that's about like right now. era. Real question, though, for real. This is an actual question I have. Okay. Uh-oh. They don't make posters of bands anymore. Like, could you go to Spencer's and get, like, a poster of, like, Mumford & Sons or whatever? <laughs> like... No, you know what I mean? How they used to make giant fucking posters that you could buy at, like... I guarantee you I can buy a Mumford & Sons poster within so? five minutes of you me saying really? these words. Who's oh, yeah. Band that, like, a you band think like that. there's, like, a 16-year-old out there right now that's like, get me a Mumford & Sons poster. Look, you're <laughs> hold that phone out. I have a smartphone. But, like, who <laughs> wants to look at them? See, I'm convinced that, we like, we're past that poster era of, Let of me, bands. I'll pose you this question. Are any bands right now hot? Is that how you talk? Yeah, it is. <laughs> are any are any bands out there right now hot? Hot. What? Yeah, have you seen Cage the Elephant? No. All those uh, dudes are hot. I don't I'm think a, there's I'm a, a hot. Full, I'm a fully straight guy. Can tell you with a lot of certainty that these guys are regarded as attractive All people. All right, I'm gonna have to look them up. Like rock bands, though. Do you yeah. think the Stooges are hot? Like Iggy Pop, 1969, 1970s Stooges, you think they're hot? I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You think Cage the Elephant is hot. Okay. But do... Mumford & Sons poster, Etsy, 15 bucks. Etsy, what? No, what's the size? If it's, is, it, is it 24 bucks? That's not is mass that produced. Size? That's not mass produced. Etsy is, Etsy is literally exactly what I expected to be the first search result, <laughs> and it is. But that, is that somebody like crocheted a pillow with fucking Mumford? Is it a subway size poster? Seventeen inches by eleven inches. Mm. I don't. Mm. I just think that's not mass produced. Technically a poster. But I'm talking about those that that shit. Like you probably bought that from the mall. I got it at Jungman's daughter. I think. There we go. Yeah. There yeah. are multiple Etsy results for <laughs> Mumford and Sons. Yeah, of posters. course, Etsy. I'm talking Poster Spencer's Revolution. Gifts. Poster Revolution. I bet Poster Revolution stocks <laughs> from God, the same place that uh, Spencer's Gifts does. And also look at this poster because it looks. If exactly you're listening like to this and you have a poster of Mumford and Sons, first of all, that's definitely sold oh, in Spencer's. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely that's sold in Spencer's for sure. Oh, okay. Oh, and you can even like barely it's see black them. and white. That's not great. That Damn. doesn't count. But they wouldn't be like that. They wouldn't yeah. be like put out. Like a. I bet they put out. <laughs> anyway, I don't think that many people do that. I don't think there's a lot of teenagers with a Mumford and Sons poster on their wall. When was the last time you talked to a teenager? Yeah, I, I we talk about this. Know. We're old as fuck. Man. We're old we as don't fuck. know shit about kids. But I, just I don't, don't think you should be making assumptions all willy nilly. Yeah, like but that. I got friends with kids, and I all millie nilly. <laughs> I got friends with kids. 
And I don't, they're never like, oh, I got to go buy my son of Cage the Elephant poster. I bet that's happened. I get How many teenagers are you hanging out with? I have family. Oh, you do have, like, nieces and nephews and shit? I talk to the people I'm related to. I don't know if y'all do that in I don't LA have any. anymore. I, hey, I, that's I, cool. No. Make fun of my broken home. <laughs> no, I don't have any nieces or nephews or anything. I don't have family. That sucks. <laughs> I love that it, this episode's going to be YouTube being high and roasting me. <laughs> Listen, like, I'm not cool. roasting anybody. You're holding your own. Cool content. <laughs> anyway, wait, what were we talking about? I was asking him about being on tour as like a young age with his dad. That was before we were recording, right? What were we <laughs> just talking know. about? How did we get <laughs> on? We can talk about it now if you want. I don't care. It's fine. What were we? Oh, we were talking about like um, growing up, which I never life. actually did. So, yeah, yeah, same. Obviously, you're in my apartment. You see. <laughs> No, what were we talking? Because we're talking swinging. Baby's got blue jeans on. Well, but okay, so we're like, you're. I know that you're a little younger than us, but you obviously listen to '80s country, right? Because it was yep. like when we were like in middle school. Because yeah, I, like y'all ever heard rose-colored glasses before? Uh, yeah, isn't that if j- it, if anyone's listening to this and you never heard the song "Rose-Colored Glasses" by John, John Conley? Yes. Go get wet. Yes. Go yes. get wet real fast. Yes. Because that shit will get you wet. Yeah. <laughs> My mom would like cry every time that came on. Uh, Drop that shit in the middle of a DJ set and just watch it wreck everyone's night you know what i w- no you know what i will seriously that's my favorite shit to do you know i seriously did drop into a dj set once like a long time ago at mary's what neon moon hell yeah oh my God. Well, so here's my problem i dj vinyl and every time someone will come up and ask if i have neon moon and they didn't put that album out on vinyl no shit so, no i like don't have it there, there is a single but i can't even find i only buy shit if it's in mint condition because i have to play it for people right so i i've never even seen a copy of the single on vinyl in mint condition it's pretty rare believe me i would play that song if i had it right that's <laughs> One of the greatest songs yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Millie knows that album back back, back to front. front. I saw Casey Musgraves recently, and I got so fucking mad in the middle of her show because she said something. She It was a little bit of in-between song banter. And she said, you know, there are two kinds of people in the world. Brooks's and Dunn's. It was like NSYNC <laughs> people, and everyone cheered like crazy. And she was like, well, I was going to say and Brooks and Dunn people, but it's clear – that y'all are NSYNC people because of how loud everyone cheered for NSYNC and then she covered an NSYNC song. I think it might have, I, I don't want to say which one because I'll probably say a Backstreet Boys song title and make a bunch of people <laughs> mad. Uh, but, and it was cool, but in the middle of it, I realized, oh fuck, if everyone would have cheered for Brooks and Dunn, she was going to yes. cover Neon Moon. Oh yeah, totally. And I, I, I even said it to the people I was with, I was like, I'm mad at everyone here now. Yeah, why yeah. can't she do both? For not shutting the fuck up and waiting for her to say Brooks and Dunn yes. so that I would be listening to her cover Neon Moon That'd right now. So and dope. I was really mad but then later in the set she covered neon okay good 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 good, good. okay good and it was awesome okay good yeah Yeah. that's my fucking era man i it was seven like i did not grow up listening to country music because my parents basically are immigrants and they like didn't like any music right so it wasn't until i moved immigrants from where if you know so my dad's from italy and my mom's from the philippines cool so they they but the weirdest part about them is that the only part of american culture that they really liked was the Civil War? Because because that was when we all that. killed each other instead of going to another country I and killing so. other they, people. I was like, you know, you have no stake in this war, right? Because none of y'all it was a, our, the war that happened here, and right. y'all weren't here. But they loved it because we grew up in the South, so basically, like between South Carolina and Georgia, it's just like a Civil War. Yeah, memorial a lot of signs. Everything. I hated 
kids. So, so my parents used to drag me to fucking all this shit. The battlefields. The battlefields. Yeah. The cyclorama. And, and you're buying like fake bullets from the gift shop. Oh, yeah. Any this place that like nightmare. reenacts something oh, historical. Yeah. Like there was a place in Charleston called Charlestown Landing. And it was basically like where the pilgrims showed up. And like there's. It was just people walking around, like, wearing outfits. That's and probably the best episode of South Park is when the reenactors decide that they're going to win the war this time. <laughs> no. And they just get drunk and go for it. You oh, know, yeah. My no- you can't. Millie knows that my number one fear in life is Civil War ghosts. They're what? Like, that's the scariest thing possible. Did you read a book when you were a kid or something? No. Growing up in Atlanta... No, it's fucking Civil War ghosts like are real. It's all like Sleepy Willow Trees and Civil War ghosts. Yes. Y'all look this out. Shit is terrifying. Don't go to Savannah. <laughs> Jesus. No, that's where my extent, that's where my oh, Nana so and Granny live. So how do you feel about uh, Midnight in the Garden of my Good My mom and knows evil. people in that book. Because <laughs> she grew up there. Yeah, that shit's wow. scary. Wow. Yeah, Civil War is like, my parents I don't fuck it, with the Civil War. The original point was that they basically didn't get me in anything. It wasn't until I got to middle school that I met these two girls in my neighborhood who were super into country. Yeah. And that's when I got into country for like maybe a couple of years. And I was like, what was were they about at the time? Brooks and Dunn, brand Fuck new yeah. man. Fuck yeah. Alabama. I'm in Fuck a hurry to get there. Yeah. Christmas and Dixie. We had to listen to every year. That was like our family Christmas. I don't song. fuck with Christmas music. <laughs> Christmas and Dixie was our shit. Nah. That's a good, Sorry, that's a go good stance. Sorry, Just, I interrupted you, but Alabama. Oh, I have a hard stance against Christmas music. Wow. Fuck Christmas music for sure. Yeah. And also, some people want to get you on a technicality, like James Brown says the word Christmas in a James Brown song. Right. Fuck you. That's not Christmas music. Right. Yeah. about Jingle Bells. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, Talking about the old <laughs> standards. Fuck that. Right. Wait, I interrupted you. Brooks and Dunn, Alabama. What's that? Al- that But that Alabama song was on MTV. What song? That one single that I'm in a hurry yeah, that song to get was huge. things done. Yeah, that was like that is what I think also contributed to it too, because it was like all that stuff was on radio and MTV. Right. So that's why I got into Garth Brooks. That's also, why I got into Brooks and Dunn. That's why I got into Alabama. Here's a quarter called Someone Who Cares. Travis Schritt was a badass. That was my fucking jam. He went to our rival high school though. Travis Schritt's a man who was not afraid to be seen wearing fringe, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go Google image search just Travis Tritt. Oh yeah, and it's just like look head at to toe any fringe. picture of him. Because yeah. 9 out of 10 chance he's rocking some fringe in yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. But and here's it looks a quarter, good too. Here's a quarter called Someone Who Cares Rules. I was also obsessed with Stranger in My House, Ronnie Millsap. Oh, buddy. Ronnie Millsap? (laughs) Oh. uh, Call me buddy? (laughs) I say buddy a lot. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I listen to Ernest Tubb. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, buddy, now. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I listen to a lot of Ernest Hub, and I say buddy way more than I should. <laughs> no, but, I like uh, it. It's endearing. Yeah, Ronnie Millsap. If you want to see some crazy shit, look up Ronnie Millsap live on YouTube, doing the song. I think I think it's please don't tell me how the story ends, or please don't uh, please don't tell me how it ends, or please uh-huh. don't tell me how the story ends. I'm terrible with song titles, but he hits this high note in the middle of this song that is just like. Are you serious? Dude, I'm gonna right look that now? shit up for real. Well, we're gonna watch it as soon as we're done. We can watch it right now. When I was a kid and I first heard Stranger in My House, Ooh. I didn't know he was blonde. Like I was a child. I and the song scared me to death because I thought yeah. it was literal. I thought it was about somebody robbing yeah. his house. Yeah. Like I, because I had no idea that he was actually blind, and I was like, oh my god, a guy's robbing his house and he can't see because it's dark. Mm-hmm. God, what other songs was I obsessed with as a kid? Well, I was I fucked with Randy Travis. Like, Randy oh, Travis, yeah. without question. When on um, the Diet Coke commercial, I talked about this last episode yeah. where those two girls are working in the ga- the gas station, and Randy Travis comes in, yes. and they're like, 
Oh, Randy Travis is so dreamy. Do you want to know my favorite thing about 90s country? This is my absolute favorite thing about it, is if you ever want to see some males sexually objectified, yes. Yes. go check out some 90s country Because it's all music. their tight jeans and all the women oh, looking at their buns. There are performance videos of those 90s country guys playing on award shows, like the CMA award shows, and... There will be a camera shot from behind, and they're wearing crop tops. What? They're wearing, like, <laughs> they're, they're wearing crop top, long sleeve blazers. Right. Like business, so you can see like their buns. Manuel version, like nudie suit kind of stuff. Yeah, Manuel yeah, yeah. stuff. But like it's crop tops, so you can see their high waisted mom jeans that are skin perfectly cu- cupping their sculpted butt muscles. Yes. <laughs> yes. This was a very butt centric movement in country. Music. That's because no moms are into that shit. Oh, your moms, moms liked. Butts. My mom had a thing for Alan Jackson. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yo, we have not talked about AJ on this Yo, yet. This way is down yonder on the motherfucking chat. Who my mom was like, I could just see him with his shirt off under the hood of my car. No. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did not look like a guy who looked good. You want to hear something crazy though? Yes. I walked up to him at a Make a Wish foundation charity dinner and told him that when i was you were like, like yo my mom wants when to i was you? like 10 no <laughs> what did he say were you <laughs> like my mom wants to hit it pretty much it was great <laughs> it was this charity dinner and he had this group of people around him and i, I mean obviously i'm an asshole now but i've been an asshole my whole life basically <laughs> that was a little asshole nine ten year old kid and i was just like i'm gonna go tell him what my mom said and she was like, don't you do it. And he had, you know, people three deep around him. Right. I was a little kid, so I just ran under all their legs and got in there. And, you're and he like, thought I wanted an autograph. Right. But I did, and I just wanted to tell him that my mom said that she always talked about how she could picture him with his shirt off <laughs> under the hood of her, her, oh, her car. Oh, shit, dude. What did he do? Did he just laugh? Did he, he blush? He laughed it off. I mean, I'm sure he started a lot. Yo, he was the man back in the day. He was. How many ladies do you think wanted to take that mustache ride? <laughs> yes. Oh, plenty. Plenty of moms. A hoochie coochie. That's evocative. I mean, that he was. A hoochie coochie is a lot of things, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yeah. Yes. He was painting a picture. I admitted in our last episode that I would artiste. 100% tap 80s George Strait. Yeah, he's one. I, Dude, well, he was I posted fine something as hell. on the internet the other day. I asked the internet if uh, young Jimmy Dean was actually the most handsome country singer ever. It'd be a know. hard argument to sell someone else. I got a lot of suggestions, but most of the people George who were suggested Strait. just look like normal white people to me. Yeah, like George Strait just looks like a normal white person. You like he was, You like the those preppy I like, looks. He was like a preppy cowboy. Well, you're all about Zach Morris, right? Yes, exactly. So yeah, it makes sense. He was a preppy, and also I fucked hard with all my exes live in Texas. That's a that's a. It's a jam. Song, really. For real. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a jam, dude. Yo, I think I forgot about Alan Jackson. I did for Until a minute. Until just now? Until yeah. just now. Oh, Alan Jackson's amazing. Yeah, I forgot about him for a minute, too. He was the fucking bomb. What were other jams from, like, our that youth? That song. God, it was a bit I can't like, believe you don't remember Dust on the Bottle. I, who sings that? Oh, it's, it's one of those three-name guys, I think. Right. 
it's I mean I, w- I don't even want to say any of them because I'll say the wrong one people think um, I have this uh, encyclopedic knowledge of country music where I can just say something correct the whole yeah. time but they don't understand that I write the country music show that I make like in advance right, to right. make sure I know what I'm talking about of yeah. course but if you just talk to me I almost never know well, what I'm because I'm like that about. it's also with age it's I a just, high standard that I set for myself there's so many songs it's like harder I also have like forgotten song titles well, I've always been shit. bad at song titles anyway because there's just so much shit to know yeah, yeah. I'd well, rather be an interesting person than get every <laughs> song just title rattle right. Off. Yeah, because exactly. everyone I know who can get every song title right doesn't you, know you're, anything. You're else. probably trying to escape that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. They know uh, no other information. <laughs> Are you tripping balls right now? What's no. happening? Do you like funny. pinball? I do. I found some cool pinball bars while I've been here. Yeah. Um. Blipsy bar. And there's one in Los Feliz. What's that called? I went to Button Mash last yes. night. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Button Mash. That was awesome. Yeah. Button Mash has like eight pinball machines. Yeah, and they have Adam's Family Pinball, which is the best one yeah. ever made. And the Twilight. No, they have the Twilight Zone one. I didn't see the Adams Family one. They, they might definitely have it. have it. You probably are right. You yeah. live here. Yeah. I'll trust you. Yeah. I'm terrible. At Being pinball. stoned is a huge part of pinball for me, so I was definitely high. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I'm a bad pinball player. Um, well, you don't even get good until the fifth time you play a, a machine. You got to get used to every machine. Is there a technique though? You know, you you just got to post up and get to know it. It's like a guitar. Like if you y- you can like Gibson guitars, that's cool. But you can still pick up a Gibson guitar that sucks. Like when you play it, it doesn't feel good. Nothing good comes out of it when you play it. Mm-hmm. Or I- if you can only afford that one, you buy it anyways, and then three months later you figure out how to make good stuff come out of it. You know. So a, a a good pinball session requires dedication and commitment. <laughs> See, I like that you need to your buy, coach. You need to buy $5 worth of quarters at least, I would say, just yeah. going in and just know you're going to dump money into this thing and, you know, get the feel for the flippers. You know? See, my instinct is to literally just start hitting buttons. You don't want to do that. No. See, that's my – got to concentrate. Because I'm like, oh, it's controlling the ones on top, How's too. the rest of your life going? All right. <laughs> Just hitting buttons. Just hitting buttons. That's her know, life motto. Like, maybe something, maybe the ball gets spun out somewhere. Maybe I'll make contact. Is this a metaphor? Yeah. Hey, okay. do you still play music? At home alone. It's fun. But you're not interested in. You know what I think rules about you also? Many things. But <coughs> that you've constructed the DIY, the fact that you've made a career out of something that you genuinely enjoy, that you've completely done it 100% yourself, like all that fucking rules. Do you anticipate, though, like, are you living the dream? Are you enjoying this? Is this your ideal? Yeah. Like, you love it. You don't feel yeah. like you want to do anything else. This last year of my life has been the, the best year of my life, for that sure. Rules. It's really because it's, it's just the thing that came out of my head, essentially. Right. You totally. Know? And people like it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't I don't have a lot of experience of that being the case of a creative person just getting to make something yeah and it's a hundred percent the way that they want it to be yeah because no one even knows that they're working on it no one else is even involved at all you know and and that's exactly how i made the podcast cocaine and rhinestones that's what we're talking yes yes and uh I made three episodes of it. I made the first episode was the Spade Cooley one, and I sent that to a music writer friend of mine. Uh, just, uh, just hey, it, this is what I've been spending my time on. It, was that a waste of time, or do you think this is good? You know, because I have spent a month on this, which is way too long, and I don't, I have no frame of mind to analyze whether or not it's even good at this point. You know, right. so I sent it to this person, and they were like, "This is fucking insane." 
They were like, this is the craziest story I've heard in forever. Dude, I can't even believe that that shit was real. Like, when I, we listened to I that I couldn't believe that one, no one had gotten into that's it. That's what before. I, when we discovered your, it's such a good, and again, we're just going to kiss your ass for the entire time. Sorry, well, this is, fu- we can talk about it as if I'm not the one who made it, because I, I am as amazed by the source material as you are. Right. Which I think is the truly fascinating thing, is just the source material. But it's, so I don't really regard it as kissing my ass. But it's such a good idea that you, like, when we f- discovered it, we're like, why? Why hadn't this been made before? Well, that was my exact feeling before I started making it. I couldn't believe that someone wasn't doing it yeah. because I knew how good these stories were. It right. Was the thing. Yeah. And there wasn't even anyone being bad at telling the stories. There wasn't anyone even trying right. to yeah, tell exactly. these stories. Which was that was the craziest thing to me. I couldn't 100%. understand it. And then I mean, I, but then I thought about it, you know. And this is still really new. The whole podcast thing—it it seems like it's been happening for a long time, especially out here. Yeah, of course. Where the people who've been in it the longest—they started here. Yeah. So, and there's a whole economy. Yes. Built around yeah, it here. Sure. But outside. But of out here, in the middle of America. Yeah. No, people don't know about it yet. You yeah. Know? And it's still just getting started, really. And it's it's really exciting, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do feel like I'm just living the dream, and I'm glad that I've seen enough of every other side of most other aspects of the entertainment industry to right. be able to appreciate how awesome and rare this is yeah. to just be able to do this this way. Right, and not have anybody, like, fuck well, with your... say no to a lot of people, you yeah. know? Like, no, I don't want to do that. How satisfying! You know? <laughs> do you, and do you so pick... Satisfying. So, like, when you think of the, the subjects you want to cover, because I will say that's... I'm going to kiss your ass, too, about the fact that you you pick stories a lot about women, which I think is really awesome to hear. So, like, you know, Loretta Lynn, Gene C. Riley, the Judds, like, you're telling those stories, which is, like, most of the time when you hear about country music, you hear about dudes, right? Right. So yeah. I like that you do that. Well, it, it doesn't take any extra effort or anything. It's not right. like I'm going out of my way to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just naturally what makes sense to me when I'm looking at it. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are going to be seasons of the show where it's almost entirely men that are being talked about and very few sure. women. I'm also sure that there are going to be seasons of the show where it's almost entirely women being talked about and right. very few men. That's not necessarily the way that I'm thinking about it. It's right. just the way that it needs to be to accurately represent the story and right. what's important, you know. But do you make those cho- – like, do you think about stuff that you want to – like, do you think about it in terms of I, I want to do this or is this just a good story that needs to be heard? Well, it's just or? what I know is good. Right. It would be – like, if you were – it would. Be, it, it's like the best possible version of a writer's room, I would imagine. Yeah. It would be like if you were in a writer's room and every single idea that someone came up with was just awesome – and right. everyone else knew exactly what they were talking about and knew the, the context for the conversation and how to build auxiliary content around it and make the story really put it in a frame and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like that, except it's me and I might be schizophrenic and talking to myself in eight different personalities. Right, right, <laughs> right, you know? right, right. Like that's how this show gets made. It's, it's really just like as soon as I had the idea of, oh, I'm going to make a podcast where I tell stories about country music, I automatically knew what the first three episodes were going to be and once you have that everything else just automatically falls into place it's like oh if we're going to talk about that then you have to talk about this next it's just like if you're hanging out with someone you know like oh you brought this up that's interesting because i know this also right you know it's just it's sort of a um guided conversation with the genre of country music not necessarily a dialogue between two people so much as 
just like if you've ever sat down and listened to any music and it was so good like and you're listening to it on headphones so you can't even hear yourself when you say something out loud but it's still so good that you have to say yeah like like fuck yeah man or something yes totally dumb and dorky that would look terrible if they made a movie of your life it would be so oh i do that all the time are you kidding me where you're like god damn that's amazing or something and i do that all the time i do that all the time too yeah. I wanted to make something like that, like for people who listen to music on that level. God, it totally where is. Like, I, I mean, I remember reading something where they did a study where only some people get goosebumps listening to music. Yes. And like if you do, it means something about the way your thought process works or I don't know, but whatever. But I mean, I definitely am in the goosebumps category. Yes. Yeah. You know? yes. Dude, sometimes there are cer- certain songs where I feel um, like I start crying. Just like yes, when I hear same. It, like, and it's like a... Do you ever get obsessed with shit and just put it on repeat? Oh my god! <laughs> yes, for all the sure. time. I don't understand people who don't listen to songs on repeat. Like, if you don't get obsessed with a song to where you want to listen to it on repeat, I do not understand who you are as a person. Yes, I've done. I've gone like an entire day listening to like the same song. I know it's like on Spotify. Like, I've had friends. You know how you can see other people's like what they're listening to and stuff. I had friends who text me and be like, "Why did you listen to the Poor Side of Town by Johnny Rivers eight? fucking times in a row and you're like how could i not is that like how you've seen pictures of where i've been even though i haven't posted those pictures <laughs> Shut on the up. Internet? that was listen i'm not a creep i didn't yeah come on now is that called a callback <laughs> yeah but that had now i'm like i'm gonna go search twitter and see i swear it was an article or something i swear by John Michael Montgomery is another one of those monster hits that we were talking about. It was, <laughs> it was, yeah, that yeah. was the three name, the three name banger. God, I'm and so all, uh, all for one also had a version of that song on yes. the pop charts. Yes, that's the one that I knew. Yes, totally. I knew that one too because my cousins growing up were super into mainstream hip hop. Like, right. Like yeah. Baby Got Back was one of the first songs that I knew all the words to. <laughs> and uh, tag teams. Whoop! There, there it is. is. Yes. An, that's like the second song that I knew all the words to. Nice. Yeah. God, what are there? I'm like really genuinely trying to remember other 45s that I had as a kid. Like other. Oh, um, Seven Year Ache, Roseanne Cash. I was gonna bring that up earlier. You like that song? I'm obsessed with that Dude, song. Dude, that <laughs> is one of the songs I've listened the, to on the repeat. The way the way that the synthesizer and the pedal steel guitar are playing the same thing in the intro, and Rodney Crowell produced that, and he it's doesn't get a lot of like credit for that. It's almost like new wave. That, it is very new wave. I like to use that song as an example of how pop country didn't have to suck. Yeah. Oh, I've put that song on so many mixtapes because I I've like snuck it in to be like. I've, you didn't know you were listening to a country song. I've bought five versions of that single. I've bought five copies of that single, and right. every single time it sounds like shit because whoever owned it played it into the ground. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's that kind of song. We just listen I've to it over and over again. I've definitely put that on like five thousand mixes. Yes, dude, totally. Yeah. What's my favorite pop country? Car- like There's I love hand claps in it. It's yes! new as fuck. Yeah. It's yes! like the Cars. Yeah. It totally does. Like it's so sneakily like like I but said. But it's a like, really good song lyrically. Just, yeah. Just looking at the words on paper yeah. it's great it's totally amazing but it's definitely one of those where i would put on a mixtape sandwiched in between stuff where i'm like you didn't i just snuck a country song yeah i would put that in deep yeah. yeah you've done that before though? oh like a million oh, times that's great i've snuck that into every so mix you made mixtapes for cd and mix or sorry mixtapes for people and mix cds for people i do yeah it that was to the, this that day. was the way i used to do that a lot oh i do it to this day it used to be the move when you liked a girl yeah that's the move of course real. It oh, probably still is. It might be. I, I bet people know. just make playlists now, though. I don't. I don't. There's I burn people about CDs. Physical. I yes. think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think mixed. of what other. There's other country. Oh well, why not me? 
the Judds. <laughs> I've put that on like every mixtape. It's a yeah. murderer. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the Yo, all their saddest The fucking grandpa telling me about the good old days. Forget it. Like all those like fucking Judds ballads make me yeah. so cry. perfect. Yeah. They're yeah. just perfect. It's like a frozen winter day version of country music where everything's just hanging there crystallized exactly the way it should yes, be yes. while you're walking to school or yes. whatever. Yes, exactly. why not me is the greatest. So yeah, I've definitely snuck that on a bunch that of mixed slide tapes. guitar riff yes. where it's just like barely funky enough, oh. you know? And it's just <laughs> and she so goes sad. Up on the the lyrics are just oh, yeah. so sad. I'm taking this again. Hit it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Hit it like a champ. Also, there's donuts in there. She brought Krispy Kremes. Oh, creams. motherfucker. So, do they have Krispy Kremes out here? I'm moving in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go help yeah, yourself to donuts. Yeah, I have Krispy Kreme in Nashville. Do you know, want to know what you don't have out here that I have? What? You're going to get mad at me because I'm going to remind you and you're not going to be able to go have it. Waffle House. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Oh, bitch. we talk about I that all the time. I eat I, a Waffle I, House right constantly when I visit my parents. I, like the last two times I went to Atlanta, like last week, Wait, I had Waffle House. They have a Waffle House at the airport? Uh-huh. Because I actually tweeted yesterday, and I got like 300 re- retweets on it or something. I'm probably exaggerating if anyone actually goes and looks <laughs> it up. Uh, I, I tweeted something like, every airport should have a Waffle House. Can I get a retweet? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every The fact that Waffle House isn't worldwide is like that the biggest bummer. That shit is good. We've t- we did a whole I episode about- I have family about in Michigan. Every time they come down to Nashville to visit, first thing they do is eat of at the course, Waffle House. Of course. And here's what I say about this shit, because this fucking pisses me off. We're about to get real talk. This oh is God. fucking political. Y'all are stoned because you're like, let's switch subject Shh. to food. <laughs> yeah. We're getting serious. It's 2018. There was no reason for anything to be fucking regional anymore. I this agree. is my fucking point. Yeah. They, they need to go be worldwide. Houses worldwide. In, yes. yes. The, and like the whole shit about sweet tea, right? Like when you go, like the thing is you go up north and no one knows what sweet tea yeah, is. Yeah, why Fuck is that you. regional? The internet happened. You should yeah. know what sweet tea is and you should start making it. Yeah, I agree. Are you running for mayor right now? I know. <laughs> you have my also, vote. I told you it was going to be political. You there's, have my vote. There's things like. It being regional, it's like, what do you guys not like money? If you opened Waffle Houses everywhere, oh. you would be zillionaires. Well, I mean, they build a fucking Chick-fil-A, and that shit, the line goes around the block yes. every day, all We day just got night. our first Chick-fil-A like That's three years ago. Uh, let me give away a podcast idea real fast. All right. Because I've given this away to too many people, so someone's going to actually do it, so I'm just going to give it away to everyone. Okay. This idea, I have it would be really good for a, like someone on tour, like a touring musician or a touring comic or something. Uh-huh. And you'd probably just call it my pleasure. I assume I, t- I have a tendency to assume that everyone knows this about Chick Fil A. So maybe y'all do, maybe you don't. But when you say thank you at Chick Fil A, they have to say my pleasure. Do you know this? Oh, no. it's like in the it's rules? corporate policy. Yeah, every time you say thank you at a Chick Fil A, they have to say my pleasure. So if you're a piece of shit like me, <laughs> or like any of my times. friends, you try to see how many times you can get them to say. <laughs> oh, it's your personal <laughs> my record. Pleasure. I don't want to say it. So you just say like. I don't want to say what my number is. It's kind of like the number of people digits? that you fucked. Like you just should never, <laughs> s- you should never so say, you thank should you. never thank say you. what your thank best you. is. You. But it would be, I think, pretty entertaining to just start from scratch as far as the public is concerned and have a podcast, right. especially if you're on tour, where you know how a lot of podcasts will have a scripted intro and then a, an interview or a conversation right. with someone right. instead of a scripted intro, it's the recording of you going through the local Chick-fil-A and, and seeing like, how many you, my pleasures you. you can get. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the rest of the episode is the conversation with your guests or whatever. Is that not a great idea? No, it's a, a fucking one. super great it's idea. One. We should go, I only get ice I cream I mean, if you now. work at Chick-fil-A and you're not pitching this in your next staff yeah. meeting, yeah. what the fuck is wrong How did you, you discover that that's in the rules? You just know somebody that worked there or something? I think I just noticed it. And you're like, oh, this person keeps saying my pleasure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's my, it, that's, 
kind of who I am as a person where I obsess over every detail of a, you know, conversational interaction at all, you know, every, every social transaction. I'm just like, what the fuck happened there? What happened there? What was that? What was that? Right. So yeah, as soon as I go into a Chick-fil-A, I I say thank you a lot. Right. I'm a polite Southern guy. Of course, of course. You know, I say thank you. I say sir. I say ma'am, you know? Yes. And so I say thank you a lot. And I'm just getting a lot of my pleasures back in this direction. (laughs) And, you know, maybe the first time you're like, fuck, that dude really liked saying that yeah right. it's his thing but you know after the th- after the third time in a different city you know yeah, you're just like, like well minute. shit people just keep doing this mm-hmm. dude i'm so glad that you just said that too because no when i was growing up also if you work at a chick-fil-a and i just ruined your job or, and you hate me and everyone uh, pe- more people are going to come in and say this now i'm i'm not sorry those are like 40 because i think it's really funny at, at all times yeah so. i think it's really funny and that's why i brought it up so i don't apologize actually <laughs> <laughs> no but when i was growing up and my mom asked me to do something, and I said yes, and she would always, and I didn't say ma'am. Yes, ma'am. She was like, yes, what? Yep. And I'd have to go, yes, ma'am, every time. It's I always strange to me when I'm out of the South, and I say, it's usually ma'am, it's usually a woman. Well, I'll say ma'am, and someone will take offense to yes. it as if I'm calling her old, and, and that yeah. is not Polite. at all my intention. Exactly, like, yeah. I, it's same, and I just was, like, trained to do that by my mom. Yeah. It just became a habit. You know what else that... Used to, that happens in the South all the time and never happens out here is people call me Miss, like when they call you, like Miss April. Like, hey, Miss April, how's yeah. it going? I yeah, still yeah, yeah. get called Hun. Yeah. yeah. I get called Hun by 18-year-old waitresses. Yes, <laughs> I do miss that. <laughs> I'm 33. Yeah, I right? miss that about the South. I miss all that no, shit. No, I'll too. get called Hun out here. Oh, really? Oh, really? For sure. Oh, that never yeah. happens to us. Like, that was a culture shock about moving here is that, like, Southern hospitality is a real thing. And then moving here, people weren't calling us hun or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Everyone out here hates me. Unlike in the South. Yeah. Everybody is just, I don't know. There's that little bit of extra shit that I like about it. Yeah. Like, you know, going back to this Waffle House thing. So I didn't realize that they, so, you know, of course, you know how they don't write anything down at the Waffle House, right? Right. They just call out orders. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how the fuck do they know how to? remember all that stuff right it wasn't until it was like really late one night and i was actually alone in a waffle house and so i think they might have felt bad for me so i go hey can i ask you a question like how do you remember all the all the orders that's being called out the waffle house they're like oh well when the order come through we take a plate and we start yeah. arranging the ingredients on the plate. Yeah. So basically, like it's, it's on those diagrams if you look at them. Yeah. Or those charts on the wall in the kitchen. Oh, see, yeah. I never looked. You at can those. S- yeah, you can read their little reminders of what the training is. Wait, so if you get like you know hash brown scattered, smothered, covered, diced. Yeah, they put stuff on the plate in a certain way. Yeah. To so they'll throw down like a piece oh. of hash brown. Right. If it has onions, it'll throw throw down a little onion. If it has cheese, they put the cheese on there. Yep. And it's this whole thing. It's like a whole system. I didn't system. know that at all either. Yeah. And so then from that point on, I became obsessed with watching it. So when they're right. like calling out the orders, you see like people take a plate and it's honestly they turn certain ingredients a certain way to make it. That means something too. So if they take like a fucking piece of toast, they'll like flip it in a certain way to make I it. I just love that there's someone out there right now that's like, yes, girl, explain <laughs> Waffle House right now. Yes. That shit is my jam. Yes. That girl is there's me. There's someone out there that's like, fuck, yeah, explain it. I that know. girl is it's me. Because <laughs> I wanted, I, for years, I wish I had had somebody explain it to me. And now all I'm doing is that passing out wisdom. That is fascinating. Yeah. 
But I never realized it was on the wall. If it was on the wall. Yeah, you can look and see. It says, like, how they're supposed to have the plates organized just on the shelf. You can see it. Okay. It's all laid out. I mean, well, they they broke it down to a science, you know? They perfected the shit. It's right. Yeah. You're not going to get any better than that. I know. Give up. Yeah, take that shit worldwide, I love man. these fucking secrets of fast food, southern fast oh, food. I have yes. eaten a lot of Waffle House. Fuck Denny's also, by the way. Uh, For real? I'm anti-Denny's. Oh, yeah. Waffle House is clearly superior. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're going to end on that note? Well, let's. first of all, <laughs> thank you for coming over and doing this. It was rad of oh, you. Oh, hell yeah. You're the this best. This was awesome. I Thanks w- for letting us, uh, you know, stalk you. I'll I'm curious. I I'm curious to see these pictures you've seen of my life that I haven't <laughs> seen. I'll show them on my camera later. All right. <laughs> I want your five favorite songs of like that era, the era we're talking about. Oh, you're an asshole. Okay, you can be less, more, whatever. <laughs> I want to know like... The era we've been talking well, about. Well, definitely Neon Moon. We've already talked okay, about that. Okay. Definitely Neon Moon. That's so tight. Yeah. Maybe Fish in the Dark. You and me. Go. Who sings that? Isn't that the Bellamy Brothers? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I fuck with that. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that shit. First in time, Bellamy Brothers. Um, For sure, Pam Tillis. I don't remember the name of her big hit. Not, not La Vida Loca or Mi Vida Loca. She had that song. Didn't she, was not I'm her getting song, her confused with KT Oslin. Remember, because yeah. we wow. remembered that How you from. Doing that? I don't know. Just that I was like remembering when we were talking about that. No, Pam Tillis. Is she related to Mel Tillis? Yeah, it's a, her. It's Mel Tillis's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. She I'll have to look that deal. up later. I can't remember her song. I, she definitely. I'm pretty sure she had a song that was like "Me Vita Loca." Let me see. I'm gonna look it up. Again, I'm terrible at song titles. I'm sorry if I'm getting these wrong. But she had a, another single that I liked. I, I think it might have been "Don't Tell Me What to Do." Why am Does I completely drawing a blank on this? <laughs> oh my gosh, she looks so familiar. Okay, I mean, like, well, she her had face a music video that was on forever, and I want to say it was that Mi Vida Loca. And this was, I, I want to say also, this was pre Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca, yeah. too. The songs that are coming up are Maybe It Was that. Memphis, Don't Tell oh, Me What to Do. That song was a banger. You're right, Mi Vida Loca <laughs> is one of the songs. Maybe It Was Memphis is definitely in my All top right, five from that this. era. Okay, so Pam Tillis. Pam Tillis, what did I say so far? Bellamy Brooke, Brothers. Brooks and Dunn, Bellamy Brothers. Pam Tillis, yeah. Dixie Chicks, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And I wouldn't even want to say a song, but just like the whole Fly album, probably. Okay. Was huge when I was in middle school. I right. Think. So definitely would have to say that. I got one more. Well, no, you can do as many as you want. It doesn't have to be five. Pro- probably the Judds. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. they're they're the monolith. You know, yeah, they dude. ruled country radio at the time. At, and I said it in the episode that I made on them. But I didn't even realize it until I went back and listened to those songs to make that episode, just how ingrained they are in the fabric of my DNA. I, yes. I was so familiar with every aspect of all the songs. I, I didn't realize that I had heard them that much, you know. Right, yeah. right. And they just, they uh, maybe for that reason, I don't know, but as such, they sound phenomenal to me when I listen to them. You know, yeah. like, why not me specifically? Yeah. Yeah, God damn, that song is so good. Her singing on that is just unreal. Yes. Yep. All right. So, yeah, well. I guess that's my five. I got to pee. Okay. Thank you for coming over. Thanks. Is it your pleasure? No. <laughs> 
Saw the details fall away. Saw the details fall away.